Welcome to the Big Heart Business Show. My name is Carrie Shepard, business strategist, philanthropist, and believer. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs be more, do more, and give more beyond their business, and to do it with more heart and less hustle. Each week on the show, I'll be here with a message or interview from a powerhouse entrepreneur that has built their business by giving back. Together, we will inspire you, fuel you, and get you going with simple action steps and strategies to grow your purpose-driven business. Our philosophy here is that we can change the world one big heart business at a time. Let's get started. This is episode number one of the Big Heart Business Show. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Mayor Miller. Mayor loves helping people who help people. Her philosophy in life is all about creating win-wins and empowering others to unleash the champion within. Mayor helps ambitious entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs to get super clear and confident in their business and life so that they can run a successful global business without compromising the other commitments that they have in life. Mayor fully understands the demands of running an international coaching business and a youth empowerment program, all while being a strong leader for her large family. This powerhouse woman uses her coaching skills and tools to empower her own five children. Mayor specializes in supporting entrepreneurs to get unstuck by helping them gain clarity on their niche, as well as co-creating amazing content and programs for their brands. Mayor knows what it takes to be successful in business and is committed to supporting both women and men to become the person they need to be to get the results that they want. Her background in competitive sports, specifically soccer and boxing, have created the foundation of confidence that fuels her success. If you're looking for an accountability and solid guidance when it comes to leading your business to victory, then you definitely want to have Mayor in your corner. Hi, Mayor. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. Hey, Carrie. Aw, thanks. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. Uh, As always, excellent bio. I love that it gave us so much information, not only about your amazing global business, but the fact that you have five children and your background in sports. And I love to start off the interview today and just kind of giving the audience the real deal background. You know, what what did your journey look like to get to where you are right now? Yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, So let me just give you a heads up quickly. Um, Talking about five children. You may hear one screaming in the background, so I just apologize if you do. Um, he's with the nanny, but he's not feeling so great. So um, where did I start? I started my business really 10 years ago. I left my job 10 years ago, but it started probably 10 years before that um, when my brother died. And, you know, it's funny whenever I talk about my story because I have so many moving pieces to my story. But when it comes to why I started my business and why I do what I do, it's, it really started right there when my brother died. I, um, my life changed. I saw a lot of death before I was 20, and my youngest brother was diagnosed with cancer when he was 13. And he died when he was 14. <clears throat> and that kind of changed my entire outlook on life. And it made me realize, you know, him and I share the, 
almost exact same DNA. Like, how did he get sick and die and I didn't? And how did different people that I knew, knew growing up, how did they die? People, like, I had a friend that was murdered and I was with her the night she was kidnapped. Like, I have some crazy stories and I didn't die. So it was like, I better really live my life. And so I started on the path of personal development and um, kind of like a spiritual enlightenment piece because growing up, my religion was soccer, really. And so I didn't really have a strong faith. When my brother died, I didn't, I, I didn't have a faith to like hold me and help me through it. So I kind of started my own journey of spirituality and diving into different religions. And I finished my degree in cultural anthropology and religious studies to like try and make myself feel better. I did a little bit of Scottish therapy in there too. Like I'll be real. Um, <laughs> Maybe tell our audience what that is in case they don't know. <laughs> don't drink my way through it, you know. Uh, Irish, we, we have that tradition as well. I, I know it well. <laughs> but the, you know, all jokes aside, I'm Scottish, so I can call it that. But all jokes aside, it didn't work. That like I had to really like face what was going on, and that's when I started boxing. I started um, going to. I went to a boxing club just because I was so angry and so sad and didn't know what to do with this energy. And then the athlete in me found out I could compete in boxing. And I was like, well, this is awesome. And so that's when I started boxing, started my personal journey of like healing myself. And then it was, I just wanted to help anyone who was in pain. I had like pain dar. <laughs> I saw anyone in pain and I'm like, how can I help you? How can I save you? Because my personal pain always related back to death. And so I kind of, almost accidentally started coaching before I ever started coaching. And the job that I was working in in my 20s, it was kind of like, it was a good paying job, but I I knew it wasn't what I was meant to do. But I think I started coaching there. And I accidentally, like, I was working with all these men, and I they was asked for my opinion on things. It was, it was fun. Don't you so, think that's how so many coaches, I mean, we get started because it's what we're good at and what we naturally do, right? Totally. And we like, can do it for free. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what I say all the time. Like, I would do this for free. I, I love that I get paid to basically talk. <laughs> I get paid to do what I love doing. So that's where I started. And um, for me, start like my, my story takes a twist in, in the sense that I just wanted to save everyone. And I, I never really looked at it like, how can I do this as a business? I just kept giving. And there was a point where I was like, I can't keep giving and reach the goals that I want to reach. So I had to sh like turn the ship around and turn it into an actual business. And so that's mm -hmm. when I, you know, you know, my target market back in the day really was anyone like that was my target market. <laughs> and so that was one of my biggest aha moments was realizing that I had to get uh, intimate and real with who I wanted to serve. And so that clarity, I got like really clear on, on the foundations of my business, who I was serving and how I was helping them. That piece turned everything around for me. And then I realized that I wanted to, um, you know, I didn't have to keep trying to save everyone and, um, it was okay to make money. You know, oh. I didn't have to like do it because I felt bad or I, you know, I didn't have to be broke helping everyone else. I could be successful and be okay with that too. So that was a lesson I had to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really, that's a really big lesson. I think you've, you've hit on two really big lessons that I'd love to dive into a little bit more because I think so many entrepreneurs deal with that, 
you know, wanting to serve everybody, especially very mission driven, you know, our audience are big hearted, you know, we want to save the world. What did that journey look like for you to really be able to nail and niche in to, to your specific target market? Well, you mean specifically within the niche or being okay with accepting the money part? Sorry, I didn't understand the question. Yeah, let's talk about the niche first. Yeah, okay. Because I think both of them are, are, are um, issues that we all have or we all have at some point in time in our business. But let's first dig into kind of nailing in on that niche. Yeah, I think the, the question, like the answer is, is um, it, it includes both because it's about an abundant mentality. Right? I had to believe there was more than enough people out there that if I did target in on one one group of people, that there would be more than enough for me to have a sustainable business. Right. So it was having that, um, you know, again, a little bit of that money stuff that came through is OK to make money. And there's more than enough people that would actually buy my service or sign up for my program kind of thing. Um, and also, I didn't want to leave anyone out. Like my niche was just help everyone do everything for everyone. But the game changer was um, go where you're wanted, not where you're needed. One of my coaches said that to me and I was like, oh, Wow. Wow, that's a big aha. I hope our our audience caught that. Go where you're wanted. No, go where you're wanted. Not where you're needed. Not where you're needed. Awesome. I was busy running around trying to save people who didn't want to be saved. And they would never pay for my services, never mind. They didn't do anything with the stuff I gave them for free. So it was just always draining me. And so I'm I'm a big giver by nature, so I couldn't keep giving until I realized I have to replenish myself also. Mm-hmm. So I started going where I, people wanted my service. People would invest in themselves and invest in the service, which made it okay for me to, you know, run my family and take care of stuff at this end so I could actually give my clients my best energy. That's awesome. I love that so much. That's a big aha. And I love that the, you, those two things are really tied together, that it's that abundant mentality that there's more than enough clients, there's more than enough money. And that kind of leads me to my next question because obviously, as you shared, your business was birthed out of, you know, an unfortunate tragedy with losing your brother and you've got what it sounds like a real fire within you. And so I I would love to know what does having a purpose driven business mean to you? Personally, I think that if you don't have a purpose business, purpose driven business, like it makes me wonder what drives people. Like how can you be successful if you don't have something that literally gives you that fire in your belly? You know, there it's, it's not the easiest road to run your own business. Days get tough and, and sometimes it's super easy and fun. And sometimes there's, you know, you take some punches. And so if you don't have a real reason while you're doing it, it's easy to throw the towel in, you know, so it, it's absolutely the foundation of my business. Not that I think every day when I wake up, I'm doing this for my brother. It's not a, it's, I don't function like that as I do wake up and I say, Today is a good day to be alive, so make the best of it. And, mm. you know, all, like, joking aside with my marketing, I love doing empowered marketing, but sometimes half my marketing that has brought in half my revenue in the first couple of years of business was literally a faith-driven thing. I just believed that I would literally say a little prayer and be like, hey, show me who needs my help today. And, like, the craziest things would happen. I'd get a call from someone I haven't talked to in years and be set up with, uh, a new discovery call and someone who wants to work with me. So it's having that faith and believing the right things will come up too. So it was like this bigger vision of what my business is about, where it was coming from and where I was going to. Mm, 
That's good. I like that. And so you mentioned, you know, when things get tough and, you know, from the outside, we can kind of look at other people and we can get into that comparison and think, oh, everything is rainbows and butterflies and they just have the success and they just popped up online and, you know, they're making these six or multiple six figures. And I just wonder if you could share with our audience, what did that look like when there were tough times and how did you get yourself out of that out of that tough time or that mentality um, when you got there? Sure. A big part of my coaching is the mental toughness and that inner game stuff for sure. And I think the background in my, in my sports has been like um, a, a great way for me to be able to provide that mental toughness for people. And so for myself, um, I ne- so number one, I never thought I would throw the towel in. Even on my toughest days, it's not an option to quit. There is no quit. There can be a, I need to walk away from it for the day. There could be, there needs to be a new solution or I need to find a better way to do things, but there is no quit, right? So from the beginning, if I can give anyone advice in terms of um, how, like the, the mental toughness that will get you through is start when you're in a good place and make a commitment, make a decision that absolutely you're doing this no matter what. So I think that trumps everything else. In all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is refocusing when you get into a place where it feels like everything's so heavy or you're having a tough day. You know, that could be a million different things in business, really. I mean, for me, it'd be if my nanny called in sick, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's finding backup plans. It's finding solutions. Like I even teach my, my three-year-old knows, okay, I got to find a solution. Like that's her language she uses, you know. So how can we find a solution? How can I, how can I make this work? Or how can I step back and let go? Mm. Control freak in me has learned to let things go. I don't get as attached. I have a lot more fun now. That's good. Yes. Yes. Um, well, and I love that you bring up your kids. So let's dive into that because as you, as we shared in your bio, you have five kids, um, definitely a busy life. What would you say to the moms out there that also have kids? Because I know so often for moms that can, you know, they can feel guilty for spending time in their business or, you know, they could use their kids as an excuse. So I'd love to hear just from your perspective on, you know, what kind of advice or encouragement could you give to those moms that are starting out in their entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny you say guilt. That's the number one thing I say to women who have kids. Do not have any mama guilt. Be committed to what your goals are, what your bigger vision is, and know that there may be a shorter time where you have to say no to some things so that for the grander vision, you can say yes to a lot more things with your kids. So I have zero mama guilt. I refuse to do anything out of guilt. I refuse to feel bad about things, um, and I be the best I can be in that moment. You know, there there really is no balance in business and babies. You just got to show up and be the best you can be. And, you know, I have a five-month-old right now. Like, I literally haven't slept in five months. But you almost wouldn't guess it because my energy is always so good that, I mean, besides I probably look like I haven't slept in five months. Um, I'm very Not true. Not true. So nice. I'm very upbeat. And my energy is always on because I choose to be that way. Right? So my kids aren't. They're not excuses. Like, I don't say, oh, I have have kids, I can't do it. If anything, I almost rise above because I know I'm more than just mom. You know, there's, it's, I love being a mom, obviously, to have five kids, and we might have one more, so you gotta, you gotta gotta love being a mom. Uh oh, does your husband know that you wanna have another one? He wants good stuff. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, maybe one more. Oh. I'm having twins, knowing my luck. 
Well, you do um, make cute babies, so that wouldn't be a bad thing. Well, thank you. But, um, yeah, so for – what was I saying? <laughs> Sorry. We're going to get you off with talking about the kiddos there. Lack um, of – That you're more than a mom, that you love oh, having yeah. kids. Yeah. You, I have to have time for me. And I think that's where a lot of moms lose themselves. So, like, I work so much in my business, and I'm trying to be this great mom, and I just have no me time. Like, I hear that over and over and over again. I can make that my target market probably just because there's so many women that don't create me time. Mm-hmm. And you have to do it right off the hop. You have to – that's your number one thing you schedule before even you schedule your appointments is mm. schedule some downtime, some rest time, some whatever your me time looks like, whether it's workouts or walks or wine, whatever it is. I <laughs> you, think that could be a new program, workouts, uh, walks, and wine. I'd sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have kids. Can I sign up still? <laughs> yes, definitely. Awesome, awesome. And, you know, it's funny. A lot of moms always say, like, their kids, that they're the reason that I do my business. And although I want so much for my kids, they're not my why. They're not the reason I do my business. Like before I had kids, I knew that I had something within me that had to, um, I had to be the best I could be. I had to live this purpose I had within me for the world and for myself. It wasn't just because I want to give my kids an iPad and buy the best stuff for them that I didn't have growing up. That doesn't work for me. That doesn't motivate me. Yeah. Well, and I think it ties back to, again, you know, that, that focus on living every day to the fullest. So that's that's awesome. So if you had kind of your, your secrets to success, you know, I'd love for you to share that with our audience, you know, in in creating this big heart business that's really purpose fueled and purpose driven, what would be some of those keys to success that you've kind of mastered? Um, Definitely. Number one is again, uh, making the decision. I'm deciding I'm doing this and like burn the bridges, burn the backup plan. If you have backup plans, you probably won't do it. If you have one foot in the water, good chance you'll abandon ship. So if you're in it to really do this, get committed as soon as possible and then get connected and be consistent. Okay. So connect yourself with the right people, surround yourself with the right people, get a coach, get a mentor, get a mastermind partner, get in communities, but you want to collaborate, get connected, get community, have a community, lots of all these C words, <laughs> but like have that consistency every day, do something. You don't have to build Rome in a day, but you got to take a brick at a time. And, and then you got to take another brick the next day. You can't like take a week off, just like training, right? Like I couldn't work out for eight hours once a month. It just doesn't make sense. It have to be every day for two or three hours or however many hours you work out for. <laughs> that was what my training was like. <laughs> so you were hardcore. <laughs> is, is what, you know, and I think most people know this, but it's not beating yourself up when you step out of the consistency. Not having the judgment on yourself, especially if you're a mom. Not having the, the guilt that kicks in. It's like let that shit go real quick and step into it again today. What can I do right now? And how can I take everything and look forward? It's too easy to get distracted by like shiny object syndrome, in my opinion, in our society. And it's too easy to look back at what we didn't do or be hard on ourselves for like perfectionistic stuff. So my whole thing is stop and breathe and look forward and say, what is it that I want? That was another huge thing for me growing up. I have three brothers and I always heard, uh, we'll get you what you need, not what you want. And my parents always provided for us and everything, but I, I 
didn't think it was okay to want things. Like subconsciously, it was almost bad to want things. Mm-hmm. So I either didn't ever get real with the things I wanted, or I would start to create things and it was like I would give it away. Like I felt bad having great things. Right. So I had to kind of retrain my brain to say it's okay to want things. You know, your mm-hmm. family's not going to disown you. You don't look greedy. You're not, you know, think you're better than other people. Now it's like get clarity on what you want and then focus on that. Don't focus on what you don't want. If yeah, you want being the script, so you're focusing on the positive things rather than totally focusing on what you don't want. That's a great, I think that's a really great takeaway for our audience for sure. And that, that works well with kids too. Just, I'm going to plug that in right yeah. now. I don't tell my kids if my kids will kick me, but let's just say the kid, one of my children kicking me, I wouldn't say stop kicking me, stop kicking me. Don't kick me because the child actually doesn't hear don't kick me. They just hear kick me, kick me. <laughs> so they keep doing the act. So instead you say what you want them to do. You know, I want you to stand still. I want you to go sit over there. You get them to do the thing they want to do, not don't do the thing I don't want you to do. Don't think of an elephant. We're all going to think of an elephant. Right? Same thing in parenting, same thing in coaching and running your business. Focus on what you want, not what you don't want. Yeah, and I always say, you know, your words create your world. So what you're talking, you know, the words that are coming out of your mouth are so important. And um, I think once people really start to kind of pay attention to those words and really focus on that, it can really it can really change the results that you're getting. So I love that you talk about the, the three keys that I got from, from what you were saying was make a decision. So don't have backup plans. Make that decision and then um, get connected. So get into community, get with a mentor, a coach. Uh, you know, something like that for that support. And then number three, you said be consistent. And so I would love to know, is there, are there a few things or a couple things that you could recommend that our audience kind of focuses on a daily basis to get that consistency? Sure. Yeah. Um, I used to have a lot of people. So when I first started coaching, I was more of health coaching just because of my background in sports and it quickly shifted into the confidence coaching empowerment coaching for business. And so I'd have people call me and say, Mary, what's the best time of the day to work out? And I was like, what time will you work out? That was my answer. Because whether it was 5 a.m. in the morning or 12 at like night, if you're not going to do it at the time I suggest, it doesn't matter what time it is. So in saying that, I do suggest you have a really great morning routine. Whatever time the morning is for you, like if you can get up between 5 and 6, awesome. If you don't sleep at night because you're breastfeeding, <laughs> maybe your schedule might change a little bit like mine, but still when you wake up, still create some space for yourself. I still, with my kids, have space for myself in the morning and focus on my intention. What am I focusing on today? What's my intention for the day? What am I creating? What's my one main thing I'm going to finish today? Not my to-do list, because my to-do list is from here to China with five kids, okay, and a business. But what's my intention for the day? So I'd say that's the number one thing. If you get consistent at looking at what you're focusing on, um, that's the game changer, first of all. Another thing is tracking. If you want to lose weight, track what you eat. Track your movement. If you want to uh, gain like more money or success or clients in your business, start tracking how many calls you have, how much money you're bringing in. Like Know your numbers. So consistently know them. Don't check it once a month. Check it daily. So I think those are the top two things I'd say. I mean, there's probably a handful more I can give you. but Yeah, no, I think those are great. I love the morning routine. We talk a lot about that in my community. And then, yeah, knowing your numbers. And, you know, I think, again, what you focus on grows, right? So if you're yeah. focused on 
those connections and those calls and bringing in the revenue, that's, that's what's going to be super important. So I'd love to kind of transition into, um, so this podcast is obviously called the Big Heart Business Show. And what I really want to do on this show is I really want to talk more about what making a difference and what making an impact looks like. And whether that's through charities that you give money to or charities or nonprofits that you donate your time to, or I, I know from, because we are friends also, I know that you have a heart to actually start your own charities. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what your give back kind of plan looks like in your business. Sure. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, so first, where I kind of like give my money to are the top two that are kind of like close to my heart is Make-A-Wish Foundation, because when my brother was sick, um, they gave him any wish he wanted. And he asked for our family to go to Scotland because we're all from Scotland and asked for us to go there for Christmas. So they paid for six of us to go to Scotland and paid for like everything it was it was amazing for him. So for all of us, but for him to get that wish. So I give to Make-A-Wish Foundation, and I give to Sick Kids. That's, Although I don't like the name, tell you the truth, I would love it to be like the Hospital of Little Champs or something. <laughs> um, I give to Sick Kids. So that's where he died in Sick Kids in Toronto. Um, and, you know, I got some heartstrings pulling for that place. So those are that's kind of where my money goes. Um, in, and in terms of a charity or foundation, uh, I actually, we've already created an idea uh, a number of years ago. It just hasn't come to full, we haven't birthed it yet, but it's it's on its way. It's on the ninth, ninth trimester. <laughs> um, it's called Bearing Hope. And really, my brother had this bear. And so we were going to kind of replicate this bear. And my oldest daughter, when she was a little bit younger, she came up with the idea of why don't we send this bear around to all these kids who have cancer and they can share their story and we can write a book and we can make it Ian's name and you know all this stuff and I thought that sounds good but we can't send a bear around it's not like hygienic to keep passing from each kid but maybe we can get a bear made and each kid will get a bear and Mm -hmm. I remember when my brother was sick someone did a um uh what's it called like a fundraiser for my family and and my brother, they gave my brother a check for $10,000. And I thought, my parents were okay at the time, so my brother actually got to use that money in the last year of his life. But some families, like, need that money. Like, parking is, like, 25 bucks a day at, you know, sick kids. And one parent usually takes a year off work. And, like, it's financially, it's a burden when you have it's, – it's stressful when you have a child that's not well. So I thought, what if Bearing Hope could be the child gets a bear – and the family gets a check for about 10 grand. Wow. So that's what I want to create. And I thought I could pay that. I could do it every month out of my own pocket. <laughs> and even if, like, I don't know who else is going to contribute to it, that's going to be my goal. Start out with, like, I don't know, one a month or so many a year and mm. then get people to contribute. So mm, that's amazing. That, wow. Yeah. What a, what a amazing organization to build out of to remember your brother and to make such a big difference. That's, yeah. that's awesome. So yeah. well, definitely let us know when you open that up so we can get our audience to uh, contribute and connect with you. Oh, thanks. Yes, I will. For sure. for sure. So one of the things that I hear a lot of, especially newer entrepreneurs talk about is these, this idea that I'll start giving more when I make more, you know, yeah. they'll start, um, you know, 
getting involved in a charity or, or they'll start giving money when they get to that, you know, elusive 10, 10 grand a month or six figures or something like that. And so I'd, I'd love to just hear what are your thoughts about that and what would you tell somebody if, if they were saying that to you right now? I think it's a good driving point. I think like if you have a bigger vision to say, I want to give X amount to a charity or start my own foundation, that it might give you some, um, it might inspire you, it might motivate you to get there quicker. Some people are afraid to make money because they, they have fear of people judging them that they're just going to make money. But if you have like, I'm going to make money and I'm going to disperse it this way, I'm going to give, 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 then I think that's okay. But um, definitely you can start much sooner. You don't have to give a million dollars to make a difference. And you don't always have to give to like charities um, that you don't know or aren't connected to, but find something that, that makes you kind of tick. There's like crazy energy in giving and it doesn't always have to be money either. Like I actually give at least once a month, I'll give about 10 hours of, sorry, not 10 hours ends up being about six hours of, of um, just, I call it my, um, my breakthrough coaching session, just to give them another set of eyes and be like, let me look at what you have going on. And I'm just going to give you crazy ideas. Like just take it and run. So I don't ask for anything for that. I'm not selling anything to them, but it's so rewarding to give and not ask for anything in return. So you can start that before you, sorry, you start that before you're making money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing too, that I just want people to know too. It can be your time and or your resources that can really make that big difference. So when you think about the difference that you want to make through the work that you do and the charities that you give to and the charity you're going to open, what is the big change that you want to make in the world? Ooh, good question. You know, I used to think, like, I'm such an outgoing person, but I, I don't always like the spotlight on me. And I used to think, I want to change the world, but then I was like, maybe I won't change the world. Like, maybe I have to get into reality. Like, I, maybe I can't change the world. Or I don't want all eyes on me to change the world. But I thought, Let's just get down to, like, be a little more realistic with it. Maybe I can help one other person, and that person can go on to change the world. Maybe I can help five people who can then, you know, the ripple effect kind of thing, right? So it's not so much, you know, how much I have to do or the, the biggest thing I have to, the big impact I have to make in the world as it is if I get into reality with taking baby steps and making smaller changes, to me, I feel like, it's only compounded. It's only going to mean like huge ripples and waves in the world. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's an author, Andy Andrews, and he talks about that as like the butterfly effect. You know, oh, we, yeah. we flap our wings and it makes that, you know, effect. Totally. You know. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Well, thank you yeah. so much. Well, I'd love to just transition into our lightning round. So I'm going to ask you just a few questions and you can just give me uh, one or, yes, give me one <laughs> or two uh, quick answers on it. Okay. So, First one is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, two pieces. One is um, uh, go where you're wanted, not where you're needed. And mm-hmm. the other one was mind your own business. Wow. Honestly, best thing I ever heard. I was like, oh, okay, I like that. <laughs> Don't get caught up in drama. Mind your own damn business. Awesome. Good. Oh, easy. Simple. Yeah. And number two, what is your favorite quote or mantra? Oh, hmm. Hmm. Uh, there's so many for me, but I feel like since I've had babies, I don't remember things so much. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I I don't really like have 
quotes that I use all the time, but one that just kind of came to me, and I used to say this all the time, especially after I've seen a lot of death, was this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And everything does, you know, everything does kind of get better. Everything does kind of get easier, and everything does kind of heal, even though there's still, there could be broken pieces within you. It, life is okay. You know, so it is that piece of this too shall pass. And every once in a while, I, I say this to my kids too. It's like, I'm going to steal Marie Forleo's. Everything is figure outable. Mm, you know, that's a good like, one. Don't stress about it. We'll figure it out. We'll find a solution and just keep moving. Love it. So, yeah. And then lastly, what is one book that you would recommend to our audience and why? Um, cool. Good one. So many books. Okay. So. I'm going to say I was never really spiritual religious. I kind of talked about that, but there's a lot of woohoo in, in business. And if you can tap into it, <laughs> maybe not woohoo, but um, having faith in business. And for me, one of the books that I really liked was um, leveraging the universe. And it, that book just reminds me to um, stop and look at what I actually want. Right. It's that piece for me again, like, what are you wanting and what can you do? What's the best you can do to achieve this? And who else is in your corner kind of thing? What angels or God or a superpower is looking up for you and saying, this could happen. This could happen. All these things could happen to make this result happen. I so that. I had some actual personal experiences of those things happen, like really cool stories of um, me going towards a goal and then and then things that I could never have imagined happened to make that goal come true. And I was like, wow, this stuff makes sense. So leveraging the universe and engaging in the magic by Mike Dooley. Okay. Awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, Mary, I just want to, uh, before we wrap up, I just want to say thank you so much for being our first official guest on the big heart business show. I really appreciate you sharing everything with us today. And I just, you know, you know, I love your heart and Aww. your drive for, really making a difference and a change out there in the world. And I appreciate you sharing, you know, your journey with us and giving such great practical advice to our audience. And so one of the things about this show is really getting into action to make a difference. And so I'd love to just wrap up with what's the one thing that you would suggest our audience do to get into action today? To get into action today. Um, hmm. I think it depends where you're at in your business, but I think sometimes it's easy to get caught in the bigger picture. It's easy to get caught in making lists of things you have to do and talking about the things you have to do instead of doing the do. Um, so um, I think that just sometimes stopping and asking yourself, what is the next step? Especially if you have lots going on, if you have a huge to-do list, you have lots of kids or you're crazy like me or something, like what is the next step that I have to take right now that's going to bring me closer to my goal or a money-making activity specifically that's going to bring me closer to my goal so that I can, um, you know, bring in more money so I can get more support so I can give more, that kind of thing. So the next step I think would be the right. action step. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, great. We'll list all of the resources that you've mentioned today in the show notes as well as all the contact information. But just for the audience today, where's the best place that they can get in touch with you and get connected? Come on over. Come to my house. Come to wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably um, go to marymiller.com. Okay. Uh, you can email me or just go there. You'll find out all fun stuff there. And you can always find me on um, Facebook also. 
Okay, wonderful. We will make sure everybody knows where to find you. Again, thank you so much, and thank you to our audience for listening today. We hope that this has inspired you and will help you grow your big heart business. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Big Heart Business Show. If you know someone that could benefit from this information, I would so appreciate it if you shared the love. And make sure to subscribe to this channel and leave a review. One last thing, if you're ready to fuel your big heart business with a consistent flow of cash and clients, head on over to kerryshepherd.com forward slash free get to access a very special video series I created just for you. And don't forget, we are changing the world one big heart business at a time.